We're back. Nice. Um, so I think a question I had was if each of you, and maybe Chris, you, you see this a lot because you have this direct students to uh, direct uh, channel into students, but Christian, maybe this might be more hypothetical for you. Maybe not. Um, if you saw someone 18 years old, kind of coming out of um, high school or maybe beginning college and they're like not quite sure what to do, but they have some interest in the outdoor stuff. You know, do you have any pearls of wisdom in terms of maybe steering them into an, ac an actual academic program um, for outdoor leadership or adventure education um, that you want to pass on from your experiences? I can start with this. Uh, I, I think that if you're looking at programs right now and you're like, oh, I am super jazzed about this. I want to do outdoor ed. I want to study it. I think that that's awesome. I think that there's a lot of different avenues that you can go in and you can look at a lot of different schools. You can look at the Plymouth State that has two professors. You can look at App State, Appalachian State, where I did my grad work their recreation management program has like 10 professors. Same thing with like Salt Lake City. When you have larger programs, you have all of these different people that are coming in and can give you specialized instruction on various topics, kind of like what we talked about before briefly. So I think I would look at that as long as it's not too expensive. There's a big price difference between some schools. Um, the other thing I would look for is I would look for schools that are offering certifications. Certifications are becoming such a norm in our industry that getting an undergraduate degree and then getting $50,000 worth of certifications is not that awesome. If you can have uh, find a program that has a lot of overlap, then you're kickstarting your certification process at at the very least. The program that I'm really thinking of that I think does that really well is Ben Merkin's program at Northern Vermont. Um, they get certifications in single pitch instruction and other courses that are directly relevant to things that you might wanna work in. And tying certifications to academic coursework is definitely a really good way to go in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely felt that when I decided to leave school because like I probably could have created some kind of like, you know, major that kind of blended some of the things I thought were important, like some business stuff, some geology stuff. You know, there were some outdoor credit courses that the Mainbound did offer at the time. There was no formal degree, but I was like, well, I can't see myself paying all these college tuitions and then having this essentially parallel professional track of guide training courses and I end up with all this money spent and I'm just a mountain guide who makes nothing you know essentially so I mean you know like I think that the model for being a, a mountain guide in some other countries actually can be tied directly to being in education like you can actually come out as a mountain guide with those those full qualifications um, but yeah I think that's an interesting point like because you know people are gonna climbing schools are in, in organ, I shouldn't just say climate schools, but organizations are going to look for like, hey, do you have these 
certifications like a, a wilderness first responder is a pretty standard certification. Um, you know, and some, depending on the program, like we're, I think we're fortunate in the Kitty Mountain Guides because we have someone who's one of the best wilderness med educators in the country who can provide you some of that training when you come in. So it's not necessarily a huge barrier. If you don't have it, it's kind of a, not the best thing. And then same thing with some single pitch instruction too. Like we can actually provide that as part of your training. Um, even if you come in with a single pitch course, you're going to go through a single pitch course as part of your training. Um, but yeah, I think people are looking for that for sure. What about you, Christian? What are your pearls of wisdom? I was kind of like leaning on the opposite end of that as opposed to like, I don't know, the education side. I guess the main question is like, what is your end goal? And I've had this conversation with a number of people who kind of have like, ooh, you're a guide. I'm like, this is so cool. And like, how do I do what you do? And it's like only the sexy parts that they're interested in. And I don't want to like go doom and gloom, but kind of like kind of tell them some of the realities that I've faced the, like, you're not going to make much money in order to do this. Like you've got to gain experience. That's been traveling around the country, picking up everything, putting it in my car and moving every six months of the year. So that, I don't know, I feel like I've developed the skill set to actually be able to teach people, whether that's guiding or in a academic setting. Um, and so I think like in my, in my case, there was a point where I was interested in getting into like running a university program. Um, the One of the instructors at UNH that I am fond of, he's got a sweet deal. He teaches climbing classes, wilderness nav, and like kind of runs the gear room and checking out all the stuff for different courses. Uh, but the downside is you need to go to grad school. And I was at a point where I already had a big pile of debt because I didn't go into school thinking I was going to pursue outdoor education. I just kind of walked into that because it was an option. Whereas I was talking to my mom my junior year about dropping out. Um, and so I guess if you were looking for an academic setting for outdoor education, yeah, you know, like what is, what do you hope to do with that? Is it worth spending the money on it? And then even more so, like, is the price right for what you're doing? Um, my situation was I went to a school out of state and they don't collect a lot of taxes there, so not much goes towards higher education. And I got slapped with the full tuition on it. So I don't wanna like push people away from the outdoor industries by any means, but I certainly don't sugarcoat things anymore um, as to some of the harsh realities that you face. And Chris had alluded that, to that before, like not having long-term relationships. Uh, I was in one and it put a lot of stress on that, constantly moving and having different visions for the life that we wanted to create. And I don't get to see my parents frequently. I mean, I was working the other day in Park City, ski patrolling on Christmas. I will be on New Year's. So there's a lot of the lifestyle that's awesome and leads to so many cool opportunities, but there are a lot of sacrifices that are gonna be made along the way as well. And if you're cool with that, then like, you know, the bed that you're making and that's essentially the one that I've been sleeping in, so. Yeah. Well said, Christian. I, I think that's totally fair too. I think one thing that Christian said that I think makes a lot of sense too, that I just want to reiterate is that, you know, what do you actually want out of this is a really, really important question to ask yourself. There's a lot of ways to be outside in other professions as well. You know, you can study climate science, you can be a environmental ecologist 
and do research. There's all sorts of different things. So make sure that you're in it for the right reasons. I mean, I completely agree. And I, I'm usually pretty honest with people about this work, you know, because everybody sees the brochure, right? Everybody, it's a bluebird day. They got powder tracks, untracked powder, right? You know, they're on the mm -hmm. summit, high fives, not a cloud in the sky, you know, whatever. And there are days like that and they're amazing, right? I mean, it's absolutely amazing. But I spend a lot of time in the rain, in like this, the brutal cold and wind breaking trail forever. I just hog holes through snow all winter, you know, climbing in really sketchy conditions because that's what we have to deal with. And, you know, like trying to make the best of it, because if I don't go out, I don't make a living. Right. You know, I'm old enough now and I'm stable enough now in my life. Um, and I've been very fortunate for various reasons. Um, that I, I can kind of like not go out every rainy day, you know, or not go out every brutally cold day, but I still do more often than not. Cause I, you know, if you have a bunch of work lined up and it falls through all of a sudden you don't have any work. So it's always an interesting game. And I think it's, I think it's okay to tell people like the realities of life and, and, and not just within this profession, but like the real realities of life um, to help get them to maybe focus maybe what their intentions may be, like you said. Um, yeah, it's, it's an incredibly rewarding profession that I never recommend for sure. Um, but um, yeah, very, very interesting. So let's talk future. Now, Christian, you've, you've kind of morphed out of rock guiding, morphed into the skiing, which kind of makes me excited because I'm always trying to do more skiing. And Chris too, Chris is a phenomenal skier. Um, where do you think your arc's going? Like you got the ski patrol thing. You've been doing that for a while. You kind of know that gig, but is there something still pulling you in kind of an outdoor space type of profession? Like could be Abby, more Abby stuff or whatever. Is there, what's on your scope or is there anything on your scope? That's the million dollar question right now. And it's the one I've been asking nonstop for really the last two years or so. Um, I've been... I mean, really, since I've started at Acadia Mountain Guides, everything I's, I've done has kind of been pushing in the direction of a pin, as opposed to going back towards like the grad school or a university program. Um, but I guess some of the drive has been lost from that recently, or, and it's not that it can't come back. Um, less excited about rock guiding currently. I mean, I enjoy doing it, but yeah, skiing, it's just pure fun. I'm really enjoying learning that. Like you said, kind of like maybe avalanche forecasting or education. I'm pretty close to being able to take a ski guide course. Um, so I guess that's what's on my radar more than anything and kind of continuing down that. Got an opportunity coming up this summer, or at least verbally agreed to like a private, um, it's a REM squad, so like a remote extrication module. And it's essentially contracted out to different wildfire services. And maybe there's a balance between that and ski patrolling or eventually ski guiding. It's so like I mentioned, it might not be a linear path there and guiding might not be my full-time pursuit, but it's certainly something I'm not willing to just let go of. Certainly enjoy being outside, educating, interacting with new folks. Um, 
And so I think it's going to be something that's always gnawing on the side of me. But like I had mentioned, the financial side of things have been hard. And that's a reality I'm trying to deal with as opposed to, I guess I came to the realization that if I kept on the path I was going, um, I was going to be 40 years old, broke, broken from just working my ass off nonstop and still just wouldn't have anything to show for it. So I'm trying to kind of trying to get the best of both worlds. I tend to go all in on things. And so that's kind of where I've gone in the beginning of my guiding career and just like seeking out knowledge and experiences, even if that meant going further into debt. But I don't know, I'm a big believer in investing in myself and have a hope that somewhere along the way you catch a break and I don't know, it all just kind of keeps on keeping on. Chris, I've got a lot of hope for you, Christian. I appreciate that. Yeah, it takes a village. I need everyone's. <laughs> it definitely takes a village for sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I have no idea where I'm going either, honestly. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, Christian's mentioned graduate school and those things. And I, I do think that my graduate degree was hugely impactful for me i'm really fortunate i did not have to pay for it recommendation for anyone considering graduate school is that you don't pay for it um get a graduate assistantship there's ways to get your graduate school paid for because um you can um i think that i've thought for a long time back and forth about getting a phd continuing down the academic path um, I don't know if that's where my mind's at right now. Honestly, um, where I'm at personally right now is I kind of feel like I have two degrees and a fair bit of guiding experience, outdoor ed, field experience, a lot of administrative experience due to my role at Mainbound. Um, overseeing that program is definitely more on the administrative side. I still do a little bit of research on the side and I think that's interesting, but it's definitely not where my heart is. So right now I'm kind of backtracking in some ways where I feel like I need more depth in my core experiences in, um, my knowledge around avalanche education and ski guiding and alpine guiding and rock guiding. Um, so I've kind of been going down that path for a little while with a couple bumps in the road recently, but ultimately feeling like, you know, I don't have the decades of experience that Dick has. <laughs> and I feel like sometimes that hinders me in my teaching ability and in my management ability. I have a lot of experience in management, but then if I did decide to get a PhD, I would want to make sure that the students that I'm teaching were getting the best of me, which means that I would have more depth in those technical skills. And I would have, now I feel like I have a solid administrative background. And then I would feel comfortable going to get a more advanced degree. But I'm not sure that that's where my heart is right now. Um, I think that 
I like the balance in my life and I want to find another role that has a lot of balance and I want to continue to challenge myself and grow in multiple different ways. Whew. That's all good stuff. <laughs> That's <laughs> I've, been, well, I've enjoyed having these conversations with people just to hear people talk about their lived experiences with this profession and, and their journeys and their interactions. And, and some of it is very similar to what I've thought and felt. And some of it's just been like, oh, wow, I didn't know that was a thing or I didn't know, you know, whatever. And so it's really nice to hear people articulate that um, for sure. Yeah, the balance piece is interesting with this, with this profession. Um, you know, I, I, it's interesting right now. I think there's like kind of a conversation and maybe the conversation has been going on for a long time, you know, about the, the validity of going to a college, right? Because of the high costs and you come out with potentially a large debt load and what do you really gain? Do you really make more money? Are the numbers really supporting that? I don't really look at that stuff that really in depth, um, but I definitely, you know, that discussions around. And I think with this particular industry, that's some, a bigger discussion. Like if you are super focused to go in and become a doctor, ton of work, right? But then you have being a doctor at the end goal to kind of help you <laughs> with all that time and financial um, burden that you take on. Where here, the end goal is a mountain guide, which is awesome, but challenging in terms of recouping some of those um, expenditures for sure. Um, but, you know, I mean, just on... Chris, just for you, before you go, like you actually have a lot more skill than you sometimes give yourself credit for. And I've seen you made, make a huge impact on that program and also those students in that program. Um, I've definitely seen a, a, a huge shift in the last several years. And I know you've worked super hard. I've seen how hard you've worked um, both on the admin side, but also the field time. And, and don't uh, discount what you've, what you've given to those students because um, the cool thing is I, I get to reap the benefit of that, right? Because now they become interns and guides. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're starting off a pretty good, pretty good spot. Like, cool. Let's, let's go from here. Nice. Um, so I'm like, sweet. Go for it, Chris. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've definitely been very impactful in the academic role in that outdoor program. So um, I really appreciate that. And Christian, I, I mean, you know, I'm always here if you want to talk about whatever. I might not have any answers, but certainly connecting. And, you know, I really loved when you were guiding for us regularly, like watching you kind of like figure stuff out and then become like a professional. Like, you know, some of your later seasons, um, you know, like you were, you were giving a very professional product, you know, um, and really being able to meet clients in different places and kind of, you know, bring them in your journey. And I always kind of like, kind of, you kind of have this like little, this, your vibe's a little quieter, you know, a little more introspective. And, uh, you know, I think like we've mentioned a couple of times, there's many paths to the top of this mountain and you can be boisterous like Chris is oftentimes, <laughs> or you can be kind of quieter and more introspective like Christian is. And uh, I think it all is important. And the most thing is just to be yourself. Um, and, I appreciate you both sharing what you love, which is these experiences you've had with um, this industry and giving that to other people. So, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I don't, we could talk about a lot of this stuff forever. Um, I actually am a lot less 
nervous now about this conversation. I feel like some of my baggage might be lifted a little bit. Um, I'm always going to have an interesting love-hate relationship with, with higher ed. I do think it, this story, Chris, I think is pretty funny. We were at AOR conference, right? And that's it. For people who don't know AOR, I mean, that's just like the, the, the conference for people who are in outdoor ed, both professors and students, right? And I used to- I know exactly where this is going. <laughs> I used to go all the time and present um, clinics at these things. And then one year, Chris was- co-organizing uh, like a round table panel discussion and ironically the, the the representative they had for to be the guide representative was not me they like actually ditched it they didn't show up um and so chris grabs me out of the out of the the fray it's like dick will you be like the guide representative i'm like you're asking me second and you want this to me to do this right now i'm like all right whatever i'm not doing anything and essentially the format was that everybody had like five minutes in little groups and they would go to each representative and you, they would ask their questions about that field or whatever. And I was in this group and they're all, everybody's asking me about guiding questions and they're like, well, how do you really get good at this? And I was like, honestly, you should just quit school right now and just go guide. Like you should drop out of college and just go guide if you really want to get good at this. And then I was like, you know what? That's probably a bad idea because probably you're not going to do this for their whole, your whole life. So you probably should have a college degree. Um, to fall back on <laughs> and Chris was like I can't believe you told everybody to drop out of school I was like I was just being honest it worked for me you know air quotes worked for me uh, so uh, I just love that story I'm like here we are um, anyway but anyway I think um, do you two have any parting words or gifts or anything about this conversation that you want to put out to the ether while you have me on the zoom And it's okay if you don't, that's fine too. I think that the one thing that I would suggest for anyone in this industry, whether or not you have a degree in outdoor education is to actually take time and read about the theory of development, about teaching, because it will make you an, a much more thoughtful and add a lot of depth to your guiding or toward your instruction toward whatever you're doing right now. Because honestly, that's what keeps me inspired is that I know that I'm making an impact on the students that I'm working with. I know that the programs that my students are then leading are creating an impact on people's lives. And I know that because I see it, but I also know that because I believe it because of the theory that I know that goes into it. Nice. I like that. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I'm like hamster wheel turning over here trying to think of something eloquent to say. Chris is just rocking academic stuff. And I'm like other side of the spectrum here. Um, just in like, I don't know, I took things way too serious for a while, um, which was great. It fostered a lot of development. I care a lot. I want to succeed. I want others to succeed. Um, but I know there's like a little bit of negativity and maybe toxicity that came with that too. So just like relaxing, it's the outdoor industry. We're here to have fun, have cool experiences with cool people. Um, and like I had mentioned, there, there are certainly sacrifices to enjoy that quality of life and the lifestyle that we have all chosen. Um, and if you're, you're willing to deal with some of that, then this might be it for you. 
I just had a, a quote come to mind from another AMG guide. And uh, his quote was, if you fall into a river of shit, close your mouth and just keep swimming. And I find that's worked out pretty well. Um, going forward. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, you two, I appreciate the conversation. Um, I really enjoyed it. And uh, Chris, I know I'll probably see you sometime relatively soon. And Christian, uh, don't be a stranger. Yeah, same. Come skiing out here in the Wasatch. I mean, I'd like are, to. Springtime. springtime. I'd like to. Chris, you too. I will. Yeah. Well, you two be safe out there, and uh, we'll connect soon. All right. Sounds great. Thanks, Dick. Thanks, Dick. Appreciate it. Yeah.